From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we're talking beginner retention with Dave Beelan, who is the Director of Consulting Services at RRC. Dave, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. I know you are very busy today. Yeah, no problem, George. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So let's talk about this study that you put together. First of all, how did it come about? You've been doing this, it looks like, every year since 2014. Uh, did uh, we approach you, or did you come up with the idea and come to PSIA? Well, it was a little of both, actually. Um, you know, there's been a long-term interest in, in the industry in trying to understand the life cycle of customers who come and try skiing and snowboarding. You know, what happens to them? What happens to them on day two? What happens to them on year two? How's the industry really doing in, in retaining these people who come and try? And so it was kind of a joint effort between National Skiers Association, which is the trade group for the ski resorts, the, the PSIA, Aussie group, and our consulting firm, RRC. And we put this together. This is the fifth year of the study. Now, how did you come up with, I'm looking at a lot of numbers here, how did you come up with the areas uh, of which you wanted to question people, like uh, the other activities they participate in, uh, how you came up with the conversion rate? Let's let's get into each one of those, if that's okay with you. Yeah, actually, it's, that's a great question, because it's, it's as the survey, uh, as the study has evolved over the last five years, we really have modified and added to the questions and the topics that were we're asking beginners, and some of those questions come from the participating ski areas that they're curious to know a little bit more. Some of them come from PSIA. Some of them come from um, other other organizations that are suggesting questions. You know, sometimes we we kind of mimic a question that we've seen somewhere else, so that we can compare results to a different study. And so it's kind of been it's been an interesting evolution of the study where the questions come from you know, a variety of different suggestions. Well, I want to start with the conversion rate and how you determine that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give out the numbers from 2017, 2018. I know you're working on a study for this year, um, but your adult lesson takers, only 22% came back. Uh, children, 25%. And then you found that adult non-lesson takers, 27% of those came back. Um, how do you determine, I mean, those percentages how did you come up with those numbers mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a formula that we use based on some of the responses to the person's answers to the questions and it's a combination of a couple of factors one is that the person feels like they advanced in their own self-assessed ability level so in other words they moved from a first-time skier now they consider themselves a beginner skier or maybe they came out and they were they weren't truly first time. They were starting as a beginner, and now they're a low intermediate. So they've they've made progress um, out on the hill in terms of their skills. And then it's the second factor is, is their intention to continue. So we ask them a question about how likely are you are you to continue to ski and snowboard in the future? And for the people who gave a, a strong score to that question, it's the combination of those two factors: the advancement of their self-assessed ability level and their intention to continue with it. And how many resorts did you do this from? Because I know when I've talked about the numbers with some people, it's kind of like, oh, well, would this uh, apply to our resort, or are we higher, lower? How did that work? Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a national study, and, and every year 
there's a varying number of ski areas that participate. But this past season, we had uh, just under 30 ski resorts, and the surveys produced over 4,000 responses from skiers and snowboarders. And the representation is really from across the country. We have a couple, a couple of Midwestern ski areas, a bunch of areas in the Rocky Mountains and in New England, a couple in California. So we're getting responses from across from skiers and snowboarders from across the country as to their experience and and their likelihood to continue. So it really does does paint a, a broad national picture of how the industry is doing. And when it comes to drilling down into some some more specific regional numbers or even even numbers at a, an individual resort level, it starts to get a little bit thinner in terms of being able to judge exactly what's happening. But the national numbers are really instructive to help us understand what those patterns are. And what are some things that you've determined that we can do to help get those numbers up? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think you just mentioned it, that the people who don't take a lesson where we, we did we did capture about 15% of the survey takers actually did not go through a lesson. They just came out and did it. And their conversion rate was actually higher than people who took a lesson. And when we looked into that a little bit more, we found that those uh, those people tended to be younger, they tended to be male, and they tended to have... Uh, uh, very high intention to continue and, and high motivation to want to keep up with their family or their friends who are skiers or snowboarders. So we realize there's a there's a group. It's a smaller group, but they're very self motivated and they're very um, it, they really want to get better and they really want to continue. So the idea that not everyone's going to take a lesson, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if these people can can get information and they can. Um, figure it out on their own and or maybe have a friend or a family member to teach them. There's a group of people out there who are good candidates to become lifelong skiers and snowboarders, even if they're not going to take a lesson. Now, is there going to be a study possibly of people who went through lessons that are likely to take more lessons? Yeah, that is one of the things with this multi-year study is we've been able to contact people from previous seasons and ask them a little bit about, what their behavior is now. And one of the things that we did find is that um, even in year two and in year three, uh, there's pretty high numbers of people who continue to take a lesson. And so one of the takeaways there is, is that, you know, the lesson product at a ski resort isn't only for first time or beginners. You know, there's really an opportunity for both instructors and ski areas to promote their lessons that they teach for intermediate and even advanced level students uh, because there is an appetite for that kind of a product. Now I'm looking at the numbers right now. It was interesting to me. You said the uh, uh, people who didn't take a lesson, really their big motivation was they wanted to be out with friends and family. And I'm looking at top uh, top motivations for trying skiing and snowboarding in the first place. It's huge. 50% said that their top motivation was to join friends and family who ski and snowboard. Uh, the next mm-hmm. was something I've always wanted to do, and that was at 38%. So, I mean, coming out really and having this be a social function was huge. Yeah, you know, you know I think for any of the instructors listening to the podcast, that, that's not really a surprise. When we, uh, you know, established that rapport with our students, we're really trying to understand what are their motivations. And as we all know, when we talk to our students, oftentimes they tell us, 
oh, my, my kids do want uh, a ski and I wanted to ski with them or my brother got me into it or I wanted to spend time with my friends who also ski. And then you also hear a lot of people say, it's just something I always wanted to do. And sure enough, those survey results uh, corroborate that finding for sure. And so what you find is there's external motivations, which are you know people who come out because they want to spend time with other people, friends or family who ski. But then there's also a, a big chunk who are internally motivated when it comes to just something I've always wanted to do. They've always they've seen it. They've heard people talk about it. They've thought about it. And that group of people really just needs a little bit of a nudge to get over the hump to actually come out and try it. So for ski areas, it's a big opportunity to realize that there's lots of people out there. And, and as the marketing departments or, um, you know, the management of the ski resort just they just need to go out and find them because there is an appetite in the general public to want to try skiing. It's a popular thing to do. Now I'm looking at the barriers to participating. And number one, 50% cost of a lift ticket. And uh, we've seen there's lift tickets now that are over $200 at some resorts. But you think about why those lift tickets are expensive. I mean, the grooming and uh, everything, the lifts, the high-speed chairs, things that are, are really providing extra service. Uh, I don't know. What what do you think is the, the payoff there? Well, certainly, um, you know, when when people say the cost of the, the lift ticket or the cost of the equipment that they're going to have to buy or other cost-related issues, you know, I think it really comes down to more really the value of the experience and whether it's worth the price that they're paying, whether the experience is worth it to them. And so for, you know, ski areas and, and you know, instructors and uh, all the resort employees, I mean, one of the biggest drivers of, of customer satisfaction at a ski resort is the customer service that they get from the employees. And, um, you know, so, so really providing a great high level of service, not only as an instructor, but just as a, as a person and as a, somebody who's representing the mountain, someone who's wearing a uniform, who uh, is trying to represent the mountain, helping people, whether or not they're actually in your lesson, is, is definitely something that's going to provide a terrific experience for somebody. And they're, they're going to make it, it's going to make it more valuable to them to want to make them want to come back. So certainly, yes, yeah, objectively, a $200 lift ticket is expensive. And somebody probably, probably will say, yeah, the cost is, is a barrier. But if, if skierias and, and instructors can really make it make the experience valuable enough, that that's the answer. So in conclusion, you are a, a very experienced ski instructor, level two, and uh trainer at your resort. And from what you've seen, what can we as instructors provide to our guests that will help us break down those barriers? Well, I mean, uh, I, the way I think of it is, you know, my, 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 you know, real job is being this, this, uh, consulting services director. And, uh, when I studied this issue for the industry, that was really one of the main reasons I decided to become an instructor in the first place was that I realized that, um, I could make a difference. I could help the industry grow and by providing great service and providing, um, you know, great lesson to customers. Um, and I think as, as you know, all the instructors listening, we, we all know that that's definitely something that is very important and really focusing on, you know, your training and working with your, your team at your resort 
so that you're on top of your game when it comes to, you know, not only the technical aspects of the teaching that we do, but also the people skills that we talk about a lot. And that's, that's important. You know, people want to learn to ski, but they also want to have fun. And, and if we can facilitate that as instructors, then everybody wins. And Dave, I know you're off to a meeting here uh, very soon. And uh, again, I'd said earlier that you're continuing this study for this year. I'd really like to uh, stay in touch with you throughout the season and uh, have a few more of these where you're giving us some updates of the numbers from this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, the results are really starting to build. We're starting to get a really great number of responses so far. We Like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, every year we revisit the questions and we add some new ones. And so there are some new questions that we have this year that uh, we can talk about as well that, aren't, that weren't asked on last year's study. And uh, as those results, results build and as we get more resorts participating, we'll have some great information to talk about. Well, Dave Bielan, Director of Counseling Services at RRC, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. You're welcome, George. Thanks for having me. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.